In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. A blessed Palm Sunday to everyone. Why do we bless palms? Why do we bless palms? Why do we wave them around as we process in here to the worship of Christ here at the very beginning of the most holy and the most sacred week of the year? Because I tell you that the reason that we bless the palms and process and wave the palms as we come in in procession is not to merely reenact an event that happened over 2,000 years ago when our Lord Jesus Christ rode into Jerusalem that day. In fact, today we do these things to fulfill all that He did. To join Him in the fulfillment of all that He came into Jerusalem to do not only for the souls of that time, but for generations to come. And why? Because God's people back then, 2,000 plus years ago, even while they were welcoming our Lord Jesus Christ as a king and treating Him as a king as He entered in Jerusalem, they were mistaken about his kingship and they did not fully comprehend and understand who the Messiah was and all that the Messiah was to do. But we understand his kingship. We understand him as our Messiah with perfect revealed truth that would play out over the course of that next week because we are on the other side of the cross. We are on the other side of the resurrection. And so we see clearly who He is. And we're growing to see Him more all the time. So why do we wave these blessed palms on this day? The answer is this. Because our Lord Jesus Christ has invited us into a participation with Him in the writing of all things that were wrong. In the undoing of the things of the fall. He has invited us beginning this day to journey with him in a participation of his kingship, his messiahship, and all that he would go to do in this week that we're going to walk through with him. He's invited us to participate in the renewal and restoration of all things, redeeming the time. As scripture tells us, my friends, we are participators with Christ as citizens of his eternal kingdom in the raising up of all things from the fall. And that's an amazing thought. That is a wondrous thought that Christ, our God, unites our broken and frail flesh and fallenness to himself so that we could participate with him and journey with him, not only in this week, but every day of our life to participate with him in the renewal of all things. That's a glorious thought. We need to let that go around in our minds more and more. Let's have a brief look at how the Hebrew people in that day were mistaken about who he was. You see, their idea of the Messiah is that he was coming into Jerusalem, that he would come one day as a mighty overthrower of an earthly nation. Rome, in this case their earthly oppressor, that he would ride in as a warrior king to do battle against a government here on earth, and that he would overthrow Caesar just as he overthrew Pharaoh in Egypt to release his people, and having done so, that he would become their king, and he would raise them up as a mighty nation here on earth and would bless that nation. 
This is who they thought he would be. And unfortunately, because they were wrong, it was just later that very same week that they were the ones that would say, let Barabbas go, crucify this one. They had him wrong. They didn't see him clearly. And you know, even the way by which our Lord Jesus Christ entered into Jerusalem on that day should have revealed to them they had something a little off in their thinking. That they did not understand the fullness. They were limiting the understanding of what Messiah had truly come to do. To accomplish for them. And indeed the souls of all throughout the world. Even beyond the Hebrew people. And for souls in the ages to come. Because in those days in the ancient Middle East. The way in which a king rode towards a town. Told them so much about the intent of his visit. Back in that day. If a king rode on a stallion with military forces with him, this is a sight people of an area, a town, or region did not want to see. Because if a king came riding on a stallion with military force, it meant only one thing. They could fight and die at his hand, or they could surrender by force and become slaves of the one who had come to take him over. But if a king rode on a donkey, a ruler coming to someone on a donkey, this meant quite a different thing. The people knew that if they saw this, they knew that the king approached them in peace. To offer them all the benefits of his kingdom, of his rulership, if by their own will they would place themselves under the kingship of the one who rode to them on a donkey. God's own people expected the king of the stallion to come and lay waste militarily to an earthly government to Rome and raise up Israel, a free people, an independent nation. But what they received that day was a Messiah of lowliness, a Messiah of meekness, a Messiah of humility towards humanity. Riding upon a donkey which fulfilled the prophecy from the prophet Zechariah speaking of this very day. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, your king is coming to you. He is just and having salvation. Lowly and riding on a donkey, a colt, the foal. We, by all of these palms that we carry today... We, in participating in Him, we make visible both to the seen and the unseen the totality of His Messiahship, of His kingship. We declare as the body of Christ united with Him that this King who rides to us even on this day, He has come to offer us the very peace that God has and all the benefits of His kingdom. And He wants to gather us to Himself as a Father gathers His children. This is what we celebrate and proclaim, and I say it again to both the seen and the unseen. We raise our palms to the King of an unfathomable love that comes to us this day with such unbelievable, infinite self-offering that He would come to give Himself away. That He would come to lay down His life so that we could take up our life again. A Messiah that would take all of the anger and all of the chaos and all of the hatred of a fallen world set against him and take it to himself as he would go to his passion. And then he would take all of that anger, chaos, and hatred 
so that we may be offered the very peace that is in God himself. For Jesus didn't just say peace to you. He said, my peace I give to you. My peace. That this great and loving king might offer us every benefit of his kingdom that our minds absolutely cannot even begin to comprehend and fathom. This is what he rides on a donkey to do and this is why we wave at him. Now there's something about what Jesus truly rode into Jerusalem to accomplish in our behalf we need to set our eyes on. And this matter of the nature of Christ our God and King who rides in today has everything to do with his being a warrior, but not towards humanity and not towards some earthly nation and kingdom. I want you to hear again the colic that ended our service of the palms. O Lord Jesus Christ, our King and Redeemer, mercifully grant that whithersoever these branches may be carried, there the grace of thy benediction may descend and all the crafts of the devil being put to naught. Thy right hand may protect those whom thou hast redeemed. My friends, Jesus rode into Jerusalem most certainly to do battle with and defeat an enemy, an oppressor, and to throw down an entire dominion. But again, it was not one of flesh and blood. No, it was a victory far greater than that and far more important and meaningful to our souls. Because what he threw down as he would come into Jerusalem is all the craft, all the deceit, all the oppression of Satan and all the demonic. And they had dominion, having our souls enslaved to themselves. As St. Paul says in Colossians chapter 2. Jesus on the cross, while he was in the air, he disarmed principalities and powers. He made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. I love that word. He made a public spectacle, that phrase. Why? Because Rome thought and Satan thought that he was making a public spectacle of Jesus hanging him on a cross. And Jesus turns it inside out and the deceiver is deceived. And as Jesus hung in the air on the cross... He is the one. He is the one that made a public spectacle of Satan and all of the demonic, defeating them and the power they held over our lives and our souls. And it's for these reasons on Palm Sunday, it begins our journey with our Lord's passion, the cross. You may notice that the gospel reading for today was not the gospel reading of, of the palms and Jesus' entrance into Jerusalem. You heard that, the blessing of the palms. When we came in here, we moved past the palms and we're going where he's going. We have arrived now at our journey with him to the cross and through the cross. That's why his passion is set before us. Because here we go with him to let him release us from bondage, from our enemy. For all the things that he will do all throughout this active week in true remembrance Bringing the power and the glory and the majesty and the authority of our Lord Jesus Christ into every day of Holy Week so that we can embrace it, experience it, and we can hear the chains fall off of our lives because we participate with Him as we go with Him in and through His passion. Our Eastern Rite brothers and sisters on Palm Sunday, they chant this hymn. O thou who ridest on the cherubim and art praised by the seraphim, thou hast sat, O gracious Lord, like David on the foal of a donkey. 
Well, if there's anything we will see, we see it in the incarnation all the way. If there's anything that we see most profoundly in Holy Week is just how far God would condescend to gather you back to Himself. The one who rides on the angelic lowers himself to ride on a donkey to offer us the peace of God that comes through salvation. Let's look at this journey through Holy Week. Every day of Holy Week is that participation in Christ in the redeeming and salvation of the entire world, the renewal of all things. Let that include our own soul in the journey. Because if we will participate with Him in His death this week, we will participate with Him in His resurrection this week. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.